This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about some sad news in the local media business with Insider Louisville ceasing publication. That said, we also have some good news from the tech scene with a local company, El Toro, planning to add 400 jobs. There's going to be ups and downs on this ride. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. Shay Van Hoy. Hey. And Marty Finley. How's it going? On Access Louisville, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question. Guys. Marty had a story yesterday that there's a new chain restaurant coming to town called Chicken Salad Chick. I know everybody has different opinions on chain restaurants, but what's a chain that you would like to see come to Louisville? And feel free to tell me that you never eat at chains and you don't want any of them coming to Louisville. Um, Marty, I'm going to start with you. So mine barely constitutes a chain, but it's based out of Memphis. It's Gus's Fried Chicken. Oh, I've been there. That's delicious. And it's some of the best chicken I've ever eaten. And I would love, my wife and I actually talk about this every few months, that we would love if Gus's would, you know, start expanding and one of its first stops be Louisville. I'd second that. Do you guys think fried chicken would do okay in Louisville? Uh, probably. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot here, but I think Gus's would find a market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shay, how about you? Uh, there's a um, small chain in Oklahoma City where my wife's from uh, called Ted's Escondido, and it's the best Tex-Mex I've ever had. So there's plenty of pretty good Mexican food in Louisville. There's not a ton of Tex-Mex or much Tex-Mex at all. Uh, and um, started out as one location, but now they're all over the city. Yeah. And uh, that or second, secondly, another Southwest chain would be Taco Cabana, which is in Texas and is like a Taco Bell, but with beer and like a little more, uh, you know, more options as far as like kind of dinner size yeah, uh, food. I, I like Tex-Mex. I think that would be uh, good to have something like that here. Uh, how about you, Brooke? Uh, I think my choice would be Payway. It's the fast, casual uh, P.F. Chang's option, and it's I've had it in Nashville, and it's fantastic. It sounds like a game changer. Yeah, is fast, it, casual P.F. Chang's. Is it? They own it. P.F. Chang's owns it, or mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and it's wow. fast, casual. Oh, it's so great. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's turn to serious topics now. Um, I want to uh, just. I, I want to introduce the topic. It's uh, Insider Louisville um, announced this week that it was going to cease publication on August 7th. Um, you know, that we'd seen some things taking place at Insider. Um, they, uh, a few of their top leaders left earlier this year. They went to a nonprofit uh, in early 2018. Um, and, you know, we were all kind of... Uh, uh, surprised to see this but then again there had been signs there so uh you know they're a competitor of ours uh but still we think this is bad news for louisville and uh shay i'm gonna kind of turn to you and you're gonna explain why um why do you think this is bad news for the area yeah i think anytime um a city loses journalists of course i think you know some of the folks that work there in the newsroom uh which is basically like most of their employees now uh were just were, were editorial employees um it's bad uh 
you know, some of them will probably end up at other loca- other media outlets in the city. Some will probably leave the city, uh, but just less people digging up news. Yeah. Um, f- you know, kind of the, the two uh, that stick out for me was, you know, Olivia Kroth, who was a former intern here at Business First. She did a really good job of covering JCPS. Um, mm-hmm. That's not something we do much of. Um, but there aren't a ton of people digging deep into JCPS. And then um, Joe Sonka covering statewide politics, which not many people do either, um, you know, as far as uh, kind of a pulse on the state. There's a few, you know, people at Lexington and Frankfurt, but, uh, and then a couple of the TV station folks here. Uh, but I just think that, um, you know, just like most cities across the country, there are fewer and fewer people working in daily journalism. And that's um, a bad thing for uh, the general public because they're the watchdogs for, yeah. for, it's, Joe and Jane out there. It's fewer eyes keep it's fewer eyes on public officials, on businesses, and that sort of thing, and that translates to a bad thing, right? And uh, of course, we loved getting the scoop on them when we could, but um, but we you know we didn't want to see them go, and, and I think it's sad to see them go. So, um, why is the news business so difficult these days? Uh, I, I have my theories. I think it's uh, the advertising obviously has changed. Plus, there's just more things grabbing your attention that you're competing with today, right? Right, I think it's. Um, we had a discussion with a with a another Louisville media executive here last week, David and I, and um, you know, it's just that these general news outlets anymore. It's really tough because people can get pieces of that news from other places. Um, you know, maybe you know even Twitter. Of course, hopefully they're vetting that information. Um, but sure. so you could also follow you know your favorite reporters directly on Twitter. Probably piece together a pretty good summation of what the day was. Um, so I think it's just tough to be that general news that the, you know, traditionally like the courier journal would be or insider morphed into what they were trying to do from being a niche publication. So kind of what we do here covering business, um, only, um, or public media kind of serving that niche with like environmental reporting and education and, um, and, you know, and I think that that's what makes it tough. And if you didn't already have that niche or you haven't segued into it, um, it's, really kind of difficult to catch advertisers eyes because they don't really know who your target audience is where um you know that's one benefit of you know business journals is we can say this these are exactly our readers pretty much yeah 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 um you know we get criticized for our paywall and our tz headlines and that sort of thing but it it, uh it seems like more publications are going to that it's just hard to make the business part of it work if you're not, um, you know, finding that that niche, and you heard about what was an Indianapolis Star this week, that yeah, and actually, um, so uh, in part of researching a column I'm writing about what we're talking about right now for this Friday's print edition and online, um, the, the Indy Star announced this week that they were going to a model that's uh, partially similar to ours, where you know some stories are free to whoever sign, you know, gives us an email email address, um, but then three, four, five select stories a day are going to be hard premium meaning you cannot read it at all unless you subscribe uh, which is how the business journals operate um so i ask uh, one of my friends who works at the cj if um they were planning on doing that and she's like oh actually we did it two weeks ago yeah. and i'm like oh, i missed that news so the courier's already doing that um and it's things like just like we do it's exclusives it's stuff that no one else has it's really and it doesn't just have to be a news story it could be a feature story um and i think all of that aligns with every year our rev, our advertising revenue, um, you know, the couriers, whatever we, you know, that's kind of declining just traditionally how it works. And so we need to, the content revenue, people paying for what we produce just straight up right. needs to rise. And, and one of the 
best examples of that is the sports website called The Athletic, which launched um, 18 months ago, two years ago maybe, and they have no ads, and it's all subscription-based. Mm. So, And the site is really clean. There's, you know, I, We're not going there anytime soon at yeah. business journals <laughs> or at the, the, the Courier, but um, it is like people paying for the news production. Um, you know, Think of it like you know, uh, Netflix, like a streaming service. Right. They're getting paid for the content. And the athletics model seems to be working great because they're poaching riders left and right from Sports Illustrated, Daily Papers. Um, so they seem to be have landed on something that's working for them. I mean, it doesn't yeah. work for everybody. Well, and I think that if you have good content, you're producing good content that people want to read and, and, and know about, then you know you're going to get it. Um, I was constantly hitting the paywall for the New York Times, and now I'm a subscriber. So you just kind of mm. have to find what news outlet works for you and, and, and take the dive. Yeah, um, and, and for us, you know, we try and put things like, Stuff that you would only get here, we put that behind the paywall just uh, because, you know, we feel like it's valuable information. And, you know, I wish everything were free. I wish I could walk into uh, some of these chain restaurants and ask for a free uh, burger or whatever, too. But, uh, but you know, you, like uh, the news doesn't gather itself. So. <laughs> right. I, I, think, I think that's something that people um, don't think about is, you know, they think that it should be free. And, you know, there's people who are spending, th- these are our careers that we are gathering yeah. this news. And. Now you need to pay for it. (laughs) Well, I think part of the problem is that for so long when with the rise of digital journalism, we were giving it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we had basically trained people to expect it to be free. And now we're trying to train them to do something else. And there's always growing pain. Decisions made 20 years ago that uh, that are coming back. to Yeah, exactly. If you were giving away if a place was giving away burgers and then suddenly they started charging, people would get mad about it. So and coming from um, the three three. Uh, guys in the room here all came from backgrounds of like daily community newspapers. And um, while we get some blowback here about our paywall, it's far, far less. Like I think people, since most of our readers are in the business community, um, they kind of understand how it maybe the, it works or it should work. So every once in a while we'll get a, Hey, why is this? Why did you put this story on Facebook if it's not free? Um, which there's, you know, lots of stuff on Facebook that you click and it's not free, uh, including, including people selling stuff literally on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but when you come from a daily background, it's a lot, there's a lot more resistance mm-hmm. um, because yeah. they kind of see the daily uh, community paper as a community service. Some people think it's part of the government. There's all kinds of wackadoodle things that happen right. from, through that. And so, and like Marty said, like, you know, I remember in my first job in Kokomo, like right around 2000, we, they, they toyed around with going to a paywall system way back then and people lost their mind and they quickly pulled back on it when they shouldn't have. Um, there is an example of any end of the, the Bloomington Herald Times early, early adopter of the paywall system and they stuck with it. And so I think they had a lot more success nowadays yeah. uh, in you know people being understanding of what you know, that content costs money to produce. Yeah. So I mean, you don't ask for a haircut for free or, you know, go see the doctor for free. So yeah, guys, news shouldn't be free. Right. Yeah. Um, one thing that amazes me, I, you know, we hear about stuff like Insider. Um, they're not the only publication that's, um, that's laying people off. There's national on the national level. There's a lot of, uh, layoffs and that sort of thing as well. Um, in my insider story this week, I linked to a uh, Buzzfeed or no, it's wasn't Buzzfeed. It was, um, business insider. 
totally different publication. <laughs> um, we won't go off into that tangent right now, but um, but uh, they had mentioned some, uh, about 3,000 national media layoffs have taken place this year. Uh, Mad Magazine uh, was one of the most recent ones they mentioned that had some layoffs. So, so it's, uh, you know, an industry-wide problem uh, that uh, the business side of it is still just being figured out, adjusting to new technology and that sort of thing. It amazes me, though, because every year, we have an intern and uh, you know we see these young people who are still interested in journalism careers despite how rocky and difficult it is um i think these young people are smart but i do kind of say boy you realize what you're getting into here <laughs> so uh, uh why do you think people are you know young people are still so interested in journalism is it just a calling i think it's uh because I think it's a fun and interesting job i mean it's difficult but it's not boring you know from coming from being a reporter, an editor, a pages designer, like everything I've done, got to done a little bit of everything. Um, you know, every day is different. Um, and so that makes it fun. You get to meet a lot of people if that's your thing. Um, you know, you find, you know, the curiosity, you find out stuff before other people and then mm-hmm. all your friends and family are like, what's going on here? What's who, what do you know about this? And you kind of are like the person that knows stuff. So, um, you know, I think that's always been, uh, you know, attractive to, uh, people that are cur- that are curious. Yeah. I also think there's this, the creative side of it. I mean, you get to see the fruits of your labors every day. You mm-hmm. get to see the story on the page or on the website. You, you can show your work, um, to not only yourself, but to the public. Mm-hmm. So there's something for me that's always been kind of addictive about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, as you said, there's also some people just do view it as more than a job. It's a calling. Yeah. It's something that has become kind of a mission right, and for it them. Beca- it can become a, a passion of yours. And yep. oftentimes I've had um, students come in and job shadow me or things like that. And I'll look at them and say, look, if, you know, if this makes you happy, then that's what you should do. I'm never going to drive a Maserati to work. And that's just yep. how it is. Um, but it makes me happy. Right. So... Yeah, I always say, well, I didn't get into it for money, but I got it's it's a fun job, and I kind of, you know, like you said, keeps uh, keeps things yeah. fresh every day. You're becoming an expert in something new. So. Yeah, and if and then if you're a sports writer, you get into it because the free food at the ball games. Yes, <laughs> boy, it is a nice spread. I will tell. And to Shay's uh, point, <laughs> I, I constantly have family members and friends who are just they're constantly grilling me about my job because they find it so interesting. A lot of people don't know a journalist, so they. You know, they, um, they're kind of interested in what you do. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, well they, they know what you do because you're a reporter. Once yeah. you become an editor, then they're like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> it's, like, exactly. it's like Chandler's job in Friends. Transponster. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeez, um, I, th- I forgot where I was going <laughs> with that. Uh, well, I guess I'll move on then. <laughs> we had a, that's, uh, you know, we, like I said, we got good news and bad news this week, and that was the bad news. Um, we had some good news this week, too, though. Our, um, El Toro, a company that, uh, it's a, it's a technology company. It's here in Louisville. It's downtown right now, uh, announced some major expansion, including uh, a lot of hiring. So Marty, you wrote about this last week, I guess. Uh, what was the story all about? Yeah. So we actually reported a few weeks ago exclusively that El Toro was moving its headquarters. They had been looking downtown and are downtown currently, but they're moving to this new tech hub called the Gateway to Nulu that's going to open in early 2020. As I was reporting that, I was told that there was going to be another announcement in relation to El Toro and some tax incentives, which got, they got last week. What we did know was that they were going to announce that over about five years, they're going to add 400 more employees. That would take them to more than 500 employees. Um, 
they're going about they're going about triple their size of their headquarters with this expansion. So it's pretty big news. They've been a fast growing company really since they started. They've uh, they moved into the building there um, downtown mm-hmm. a few years ago. They had about 40, 50 employees. They're now up, they've tripled that to about one hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. So they're growing quickly. Uh, they do the high IP targeting, which is a little bit controversial amongst certain people, but you know they can do those targeted ads online based on your IP address and your yeah. interests and what you do online. Scary. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I called them because I was like, "This is a big number. Are you guys going up to four hundred from one twenty? Are you actually adding?" They're like, "No, we're going to add four hundred. So, uh, you know, they have very asked ambitious goals over the next few years yeah um and they're moving into the tech hub like you said uh do other cities have tech hubs is that something we yeah we're actually to? behind on this uh we wait louisville's no. behind on something yeah. shocking the um we did some recent glide trips with the uh, gli in nashville two years ago and then denver and they both had tech hubs uh, nashville's we actually toured two years ago and they this is what they do they try to get these tech companies in there to collaborate and work together um as of now, El Toro will be sharing the building with a new co-working concept called Logic, and then um, they're going to be sharing it with Edge Analytics, which is another fast-growing company that does uh, a lot of analytics work, like at the NFL. So they're growing pretty quickly too. Um, so I don't know if this will be the definitive tech hub for uh, Louisville, but it will be something we don't mm-hmm. have currently. Yeah, and um, I guess uh, this year GLI at the beginning of the year said it was going to be the year of tech. Um, you know, do you think with announcements like this, we're going to catch up with uh, some of our peers like Indianapolis and uh, some of these bigger cities that have added a lot of tech jobs? Catch up? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, Improve against, yeah. I guess. It seems like, though, the past year has been a little different um, with announcements like that, uh, like Marty just talked about, but also the Entrepreneurial Hub, um, Haley, our uh, restaurant, but also technology and startup reporter. It seems like since she started a few months ago, has spent half her time at the entrepreneur, new entrepreneurial hub in Nulu, um, which is home to story and co-working spaces and some tech companies. Um, so it seems like that has been, and she, you know, she's always talking about, Hey, I ran into some, you know, so-and-so there and they told me this. And so it, it does seem like a place where ideas are coming together. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. And, and so maybe, you know, just kind of organically, maybe Nulu is that, you know, corridor because kind of the support is already there with bars and restaurants and coffee shops and mm-hmm. things like that, that, you know, those, those folks working in and around can, can go to. Yeah. Nula is all very, also very walkable at this point. So it seems like tech hubs like to be in a place where you can walk and bike and right. you, don't have to drive very, every, yeah. you don't have to drive everywhere. Yeah. So. Cater to uh, definitely a younger crowd. So, um, Hopefully that'll be an attraction for uh, Louisville going forward to have that gateway to new Lou um, facility. Uh, just the overall, you mentioned Microsoft, Shay. I mean, do you, how do you feel about the number of announcements that we've had in this year of tech? You know, do you feel like we're um, uh, we're we're on a good pace to uh, meet some of those goals that the city's laid out? Yeah, I think the Microsoft announcement was was pretty big. Um, you know, a regional hub from them. Um, kind of coming right on the heels of Google Fiber pulling out of town and um, talked to a couple people from out of town um, actually when uh, who don't have bigger cities that don't have Google Fiber and they were shocked that they came in and left and I was like it seemed like that 
that marriage was doomed from the start. There was just sort of mm-hmm. like how the whole process went down. I mean, I live in an area where, you know, the streets are kind of messed up yeah. from that. I know they're giving money back More to the city. More of a fling so. than a marriage. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, summer, summer fling. Um, so I think that Microsoft coming on the heels of that's really encouraging. And also that activity, like you said, is centered around Nulu. Um, so uh, I think, you know, it's better, kind of as I mentioned, it's been better than, you know, the last five years. Like this year has been, uh, had some cool announcements r- surrounding tech. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think the city has a, a goal. I really should have looked this up, but uh, uh, the city has a goal of do, increasing tech jobs by five times, I believe. Uh, I yeah, that's correct. The next, yeah. Was it in the next five years or something? I, I can't remember. I will add that to the show notes so uh, you guys can find it there on our website. So uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, kind of a shorter episode. Um, before we go out, though, I want to give our uh, co-host here a chance to tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Uh, Marty, I'll start with you. Uh, primarily on Twitter, uh, at BFLumarty, and I'm also on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn under my name. So um, trying to get a little bit more into LinkedIn the last few weeks. So, right. Yeah. R.I.P. Marty's Instagram account. Yeah. Uh, just, Wait, you just posted just, your first story not, the other day. just not meant to be. <laughs> he didn't post it. He like he just dialed it in his pocket or something. <laughs> Uh, it's a picture of his lint pocket lamp. I butt Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Shay, how about you? Uh, mostly, I tweet at Shay Van Hoy, just my name. Uh, I did. My wife did accidentally tweet something at at Shay the other day, just an <laughs> at Shay, and so I had to look up at Shay. And what's he, he like? Uh, <laughs> he is like like three tweets. Uh, joined early, obviously, to get at Shay. Uh, for like three tweets and like 14 followers or something, and he never did tweet back. Um, <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Uh, and then I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, you can find me there, just like Marty, trying to get a little more active on LinkedIn um, as, uh, you know, as I move into my new role or have moved into my new role. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, how about you? So you can find me on Twitter at, um, at Designer, and um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram, um, and that's at btimmons 26 all right, and you can find me at BF Lou David on Twitter or on Instagram at dman3001. Um, I've got some great cat pictures on there if you're in, <laughs> into looking at that. So um, that's all for this week. Um, if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to our show. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and other services. Otherwise, thank you very much, Marty, Shay, and Brooke. And thank you guys for listening at home. Bye. Thanks.